old-fashioned football and sports gambling podcast network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Old-fashioned football. You make this deal right now, you pancake-eating mother... Alright, deal! Old-fashioned football. Welcome, welcome to old-fashioned football. That was Paul Stevie on guitar. Welcome to another weekend of good football. Hopefully you won your football matchups. I am going to bring in my co-host. You're going to notice she's sounding a little different today because she is not feeling well. Miranda, I know how you're doing, but how are you doing today? <laughs> I've been better. <laughs> um, I didn't want to completely miss out on doing the podcast with you. So um, it was a crazy, crazy good weekend of football. Some exciting stuff happened prior to going into the weekend that I know we're going to be talking about here in a little bit. Um, but Justin, what are you drinking today? Yes, yes, <laughs> I am drinking Burning Chair. Um, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, burning chair and it burns. It I'll just say that much. <laughs> I was like, yes, you can do a whiskey without me and you can do this. One. <laughs> yeah, it's this one. It's this, not bad, but it burns. <laughs> it's a tough one. That's for sure. It is. And um, I, I really like maybe we need to have a lemon gate <laughs> because <laughs> if we had a lemon, I considered, well, I could make a hot toddy because I know whiskey supposed to be good when you have a cold and aren't feeling well but i'm gonna stick to my tea right now yes yeah <laughs> yep um yeah i think a hot toddy might make you feel better <laughs> kill some of those germs especially with the burning chair burn them right away burn it out of me that's right that's right um yeah i'm glad you're here for a little bit of this um and i'm sure even more so the listeners are glad because i think a lot of them tune in for you um, I know I do when I listen to it. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, you kind of alluded to the fact that some crazy stuff happened, yes. aside from some great games. Yeah. From the last time we talked to you all, or y'all listened to us, uh, the trade deadline came and went. And this was um, a historical trade deadline. Ten trades were completed on the deadline day. That's the most since the NFL has pushed the trade deadline back to the Tuesday after week eight. Week eight? Yes, week eight. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and now I don't know if you read, but the um, owners and execs are asking the NFL to push it back even farther. Really? Yes. I did not hear that. Um, yeah, I think, you know, if you wait a couple more weeks, your team knows if they have a playoff shot. So they may say, hey, we have this hole and want to make more trades for that year. Mm -hmm. um, really, I think 
trades are good for business, really, because, I mean, it makes it more exciting for us watching, unless your mm-hmm. team trades away players that you want <laughs> on your team. And it's exciting fantasy-wise because there's new pieces. Yeah, it moves, definitely moves things around, opens up trades within your fantasy leagues as well. Yes, yeah. Um, hopefully you didn't hear that. Our dog is fighting demons next to us. <laughs> I don't know what she's doing. She's worked up about these trades too. Yeah, I think is, that's what it is. She's always here supporting us. That's right. Um, so um, no, let's, can I get started on these? Like yeah, I'm anxious. Yeah. Like one of the big ones, um, was big for us bear fans. We, um, got Chase Claypool. We, Justin, what did we give up for him? So we gave up a second rounder, um, which I thought was a little much, but, um, yeah, why don't you talk, or I, I guess I'll talk about his stats real quick here. He did have two receptions for 13 yards, so it didn't mm-hmm. make a huge impact, but targeted, targeted seven, seven times. times. Yes, um, so I think, you know, it'll take a while for him to learn the whole playbook and everything, but mm-hmm. I think it's going to be good. But yeah, it's not, like, it's not only exciting because we're getting Chase Claypool, but we were also, like, sneaky bastards and stolen <laughs> from the Packers, which just makes the trade even sweeter. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Um, if you haven't read, reports are out now that the Packers had also offered apparently a second rounder. Um, initially, it was reported a third rounder, and we snuck in and offered a offered to match their offer, basically, is what happened. And the Steelers decided that the Packers draft pick would be um, a worse draft pick, so they think they'll have a better record than the Bears. So they picked the Bears. Because they thought that would benefit them more. Now, haha, jokes on them. Packers have the same record as the Bears yes, still. They still do. Yes, um, but no. Chase Claypool is a big-bodied guy who he's going to help Fields. He's going to be elevated because there's less um, targets. Yeah, we needed we needed to we needed a name out there yeah. for receivers. Absolutely. Yeah, he'll pair nicely with Darnell Mooney, and then I think it helps your your. Um, Steelers players like Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth too, because mm-hmm. obviously that was 18% of their target share that's now gone. So uh, another big one, you don't see teams within their own division trading much. However, the Lions traded TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings for a bag of potato chips, or it might as well be. And he proceeded to lead <laughs> the Vikings in his first game as a Vikings with nine receptions for 70 yards. So um, very good there. The Vikings are seven and one in our division now, and I feel like getting TJ Hawkinson only makes them better. And also, it helps TJ Hawkinson fantasy wise, even though he was already in the top 10. I think this is still, it's just going to boost his numbers. Yeah, absolutely. If he doesn't finish in the top five, it'll kind of be a disappointing thing on their part. Mm-hmm. Um, another one, Chase Edmonds to the Broncos. There was no game for the Broncos, they're on a bye, so that's kind of tough to evaluate. I actually think this lowers Chase Edmonds' value because now he's in a timeshare with Melvin Gordon and Latavius Murray, and it's the Broncos, and they're not doing anything <laughs> this year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree with you there. Um, another one, Jeff Wilson was traded to the Dolphins. This is a team, I feel very weird saying it, um, but I'm excited about the Dolphins. They just beat us. Well, yeah, I know. I'm not excited that they just beat us. I didn't say, oh, I'm Team Dolphins now. Jeez. <laughs> I'm just excited with what's going on with that team. You know, I was excited that they were getting um, Tyreek Hill. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I also I have a sick brain. <laughs> I know you're worn out. I know you are. So Okay, yeah. so Antua has just been lighting it up. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I 
um, with Jeff Wilson's first game with him, he tied with Mostert for nine carries. He had 51 yards on those nine carries compared to Mostert only having 26 yards, but Mostert also had a touchdown, yeah. and Wilson yeah. did not. Yeah, yeah, this is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about Jeff Wilson in our waivers, or I'm going to talk about Jeff Wilson in the waivers, but uh, this the Mostert-Wilson backfield used to be the 49ers backfield so that's kind of interesting that Mm -hmm. they're back together um another one zach moss to the colts um he had no stats i don't even know if this is a trade that's going to be fantasy relevant yeah now zach moss was sitting behind um devin singletary and james cook so he wasn't relevant i don't think this trade makes him (laughs) relevant either it just happened this this trade happens it's irrelevant it happens yeah (laughs) he he logged no stats in a game that jonathan taylor was injured so you would Mm -hmm. think they would have tried to get him involved at least a little bit to help carry the load but they did not no um naheen hines he was traded to the bills um no stats on this one either, and he was only targeted once. Yeah, yeah. This is one that maybe could be good. Now, we know the Bills' offense is good, mm-hmm. um, and Naheem Mines is a good pass-catching back. So in your PPR league, he's somebody to keep an eye on. And then last, somebody that I never expected to hear their <laughs> name on trade day, um, the gambler himself, Calvin Ridley, to the Jaguars. However... He is suspended until next year. Yes, for placing a parlay bet that included (laughs) the Falcons. So that's interesting. (laughs) Um, We're going to take a quick break to give a shout out to our sponsors. And Miranda is going to take a um, quick break while I go through some stats. And uh, then she'll be back for the whiskey. I'll always come back for the whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's what old-fashioned football is about. Uh, come for the football stay for the whiskey whiskey. (laughs) or come back for it (laughs) or come back for it yeah either way (laughs) speaking of something you're going to come back for are you ready to win some money and boost your odds WinBet is now live in arizona colorado indiana louisiana michigan new jersey new york tennessee and virginia kind of like that i've been everywhere song we're bringing the excitement of win las vegas to online sports betting and casino play exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer of betting $100, win $100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so that they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 or more older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, we're going to let Miranda get some rest while I go over the injury report. Sorry, you're going to have to just listen to me for a little bit. So um, make yourself a drink. Have an old-fashioned with me. And just sit back and relax some. I'm going to try to keep this moving along. And, yeah, talking about the injury report, Aaron Jones, running back for the Packers, injured his ankle day-to-day, but he may not miss any time at all, which is really good because we've seen these ankle injuries linger. But if he does miss time, this benefits A.J. Dillon and Kylan Hill. Just a reminder, when we talk about the injury report, we give you who it could benefit to. These are bonuses to the waiver wire. Now, 
Obviously, A.J. Dillon is probably rostered in all leagues, but Kylan Hill is not. So if Aaron Jones misses, keep your eye on Kylan Hill. Keenan Allen, the Chargers for the wide receiver, has a very soft hamstring. He tweaked it during the bye week. So he's been missing games for an injured hamstring, and then he somehow tweaks it during the bye week, running routes or something. I don't understand it. He's been injured a lot. It's been very disappointing. I was very high on Keenan Allen going into this season, but this injury has just really thrown him aloof. Um, He missed this week's game, and we aren't sure when we'll see him back. Hopefully this coming week. The Chargers do need him. But if he keeps missing, this benefits Joshua Palmer and DeAndre Carter. Also keep an eye on Mike Williams' injury because he may be out as well. He missed last week as well. Or this week, I guess. Um, Romeo Dubs, speaking of the Packers again, high ankle sprain. Um, This is typically a four- to six-week injury. It doesn't seem to be benefit anybody though because the Packers suck Um, and yes I say that with great pleasure one thing that happened before the beginning of the games this week um, we saw it a a couple days before I was thinking it was Wednesday or Thursday we knew Rashad Bateman for the white for the Ravens excuse me the wide receiver for the Ravens was injured with a foot Um, he ended up having to have in a season ending foot injury so the Ravens are playing right now, um, and Mark Andrews is also missing that game, so keep an eye on that. But Bateman being out for the rest of the year benefits receivers Devin DuVernay, James Prochet, and I think even with Mark Andrews back, this is going to benefit Isaiah Likely. And now deeper, deeper leagues, somebody look at Deshaun Jackson. I know he's 36 years old, but he is a uh, a boom type of guy, so he may have some some big plays still up his sleeve. One more thing to keep an eye on, the Panthers game. P.J. Walker was benched after just a very, very bad performance. Baker Mayfield came in for him. However, the Panthers just elected Sam Darnold to return. So, two-quarterback league, super flex league, he might be relevant, depending who they decide to start. I have a feeling, because they've had such poor performance, that they they are going to at least start Sam Darnold a game or two. To kind of get an idea of, gosh, do we have the guy yet? I mean, we have two um, first-round draft pick quarterbacks in Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield on our team, and none of them can seem to get the job done. That's probably why their original teams got rid of them, right? Um, But anyways, that's just something to keep an eye on if you're in a deeper league and you need quarterback help in a two-quarterback or super flex league. I'm in a super flex league, and I know somebody just, they don't have quarterback options. So they're having to do running back wide receiver in that super flex spot. Sam Darnold may be the one that fills that. So anyways... Moving right along from the injury report, Miranda's going to be disappointed she misses this because she loves talking Sir Throws a Lot. Sir Throws a Lot this week. Now, when the Tampa Bay game ended um, on uh, Sunday, I said, well, it depends what happens at the Chiefs game, but looks like it's going to be Tom Brady with 58. No, 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 no. Patrick Mahomes said, hey, Tom Brady, old man, hold my beer, sit down, watch this, threw 68 times against the Titans, um, and that's that's a lot of passes. That is throwing the ball a lot. I will have to double-check. I think that might be the most this year. Um, I know Josh Allen was holding the record, but I think maybe Josh Allen was 67, but maybe he was 68 as well. Anyways... That's something uh, that just, uh, you never want your quarterback throwing 68 times, but you would think throwing the ball 68 times, they would have scored more than 20 points, right? I mean, only 20 points. 
that didn't make sense to me. You just, especially from Patrick Mahomes. If Patrick Mahomes, if you told me he threw it 68 times, I would have assumed they scored 49 points. I mean, because that's just how he's been recently. So anyways, we're going to move on and talk a little studs and duds. Of course, the studs are players that outperformed their projected you can never really go by those projections, can you? But um, they do. Uh, they did outperform their projections. Excuse me. Um, I'm so used to to my co-host stepping in here and helping me with some of these um, tongue twisters, or just to give myself a little bit of a break. So I'm trying to keep it moving for you guys, though. So hopefully you're enjoying. If not, just take a drink. I get better as you drink more. I used to say that when I was in a band in college, um, we would play in bars. I said, if you like us, drink. So that the bar brings us back because, hey, people, we're spending money. And if you don't like us, drink because we're bound to get better. Anyways, looking at the studs and duds, gosh, I'm excited to talk about this one. Miranda was bummed she was going to miss this one. But welcome to not just welcome to fantasy football, welcome to just football um, at a high level, Justin Fields. Unbelievable performance. Projected 19.2 points. He finished with 53.72, depending on the league you're in. Um, That's a league that does have a bonus for um, rushing or receiving touchdowns over 50 yards. But listen to this. Justin Fields broke the single-game regular season record for rushing yards by a quarterback with 178 yards. Justin Fields broke Chicago Bears quarterback rushing touchdown record with a 61-yard touchdown and Justin Fields set an NFL record as or just I guess not a record but he became the only player in NFL history to throw for three touchdowns and run for over 140 yards now he broke Lamar Jackson's single game um, season rushing we all know Lamar Jackson is an elite athlete Uh, he's on right now running around for his life Um, he broke Michael Vick which say what you want about Michael Vick, but he broke his record for rushing yards in a single game. Um, I personally am happy to see that broke because I'm not a Vick fan. Um, But gosh, this guy, Bears fans should get excited. You know, um, my, my, my parents and especially my dad have been a Bears fan for a very long time. And I said to him, I said, is this what it feels like to have a good quarterback? Because they've been just so bad at quarterback even Jim McMahon um for as many games as he won he was tough but he wasn't like you're he's not what you would think in your elite quarterback right um he was no Joe Montana I mean who are we kidding and Fields I just think he has the the talent and the ability to become an elite quarterback not just fantasy football but NFL wise so Bears fans are excited Let's move this right along because I could talk about Justin Fields all day, and this is normally when Miranda would step in and be like, okay, keep going, keep going. So let's keep moving. Um, Joe Mixon for the Bengals, running back for the Bengals, had 55.1 points after being projected 18.4. He had five touchdowns, four rushing, one receiving. Look, I had Fields and Mixon on the same team in one league, so I'm – uh, the guy I was playing is probably not very happy. Um, I was very happy, though, because it's my big money league. I'm tied for first place with the guy I was playing, so I will now take sole possession of that first place. So that's just me patting myself on the back. <laughs> uh, Seahawks, Kenneth Walker, projected 15.1. 
he uh, got 27.9. Wide receiver Raiders, Devontae Adams, projected 17, got 36.6. Most of those in the first half. Wide receiver for the Bears, Darnell Mooney, is back and relevant again. I've never seen a um, player dropped and picked up as much as I have Darnell Mooney this year, but he's projected 19, 9.9, sorry, not 19, 9.9, finished with 17 and a half. Tight end Eagles, Dallas Goddard, who is projected 11, finished with 24 as he continues to be a big part of that offense. And then another tight end, who we're going to talk about in a little bit, but um, for the Bears, Cole Komet. He was projected 5.4 because he's just kind of been irrelevant. And he finished with 22. Now, real quick, before we continue with the duds, I want to give a shout out to the SGPN merch store. Get your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN merch store. SGPN gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for the D-Gen in your life. Um, so for those of you that, that would like to get me a gift, uh, the SGPN merch store is the perfect place. Um, I just ordered a fantasy football, SGPN fantasy football sweatshirt. Um, it's got like the red to dark red print on it. It's very cool looking. Miranda just ordered herself an SGPN fantasy football um, t-shirt I had because she's jealous of the one that I have I have the the blue um, SGPN shirt with the black lettering it's very nice I really like it and it's comfy I love them because they're they're soft t-shirts and they're comfy um, I, gosh I have a sports gambling podcast hat that I wear all the time I have a sports gambling podcast t-shirt Actually, I have one, two, three. I have three different sports gambling podcast t-shirts that I wear. I have a sports gambling podcast sweatshirt, um, a hoodie, and then I have a zip-up hoodie. All the stuff is great, and their new store is um, just just another level up. It's great stuff. Plus, let me add in the best part before I go on talking about all the stuff that I have um, and, and all the stuff I want. We need to get some old-fashioned football gear on there. But anyways, plus now, from now until Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off when you use the promo code DALLASSUCKS. That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com, promo code DALLASSUCKS. From now until Thanksgiving, um, in case you are not aware, the, uh, the mothership, Kramer and Sean, are Giants and Eagles fans, so... Dallas hate is real. So let's talk about our duds real quick. Uh, make sure you check out that store. Everything's great there. And the, the more you buy, I mean, just it helps our brand in general. And the Sports Gambling Podcast has given us the opportunity, obviously, to do this show, which we love doing. And it, so you help them, you help us. You know how it goes. Anyways, duds, Marcus Mariota for the Falcons. Projected 20.7, finished with 7.56. He's been a hit-and-miss quarterback all year because of his rushing ability. However, he didn't get it done. Running back for the Colts, Deion Jackson, stepped in for Jonathan Taylor earlier in the year and did great. Uh, But he was projected 14.4 this week and finished with 5.6. Running back for the Panthers, Dante Foreman, finished. um, He followed up his three-touchdown performance with a projected 13.2 performance but finished with 4.1. Eagles wide receiver Devonta Smith projected 13, finished with 4.2. Panthers wide receiver DJ Moore projected 13.7, finished 4.4. Yeah, a lot of underperformers here. Falcons tight end. This one, as you know, always hurts me right in the passionate spot. (laughs) Kyle Pitts projected 10.4, 
finished with 4.7, another disappointing week. We should just be used to him by now. And then tight end Tyler Higby for the Rams, projected 10.8, finished with a goose egg. All right, I went ahead and had a little pause myself so I could drink my old-fashioned. I'm used to being able to drink it while Miranda talks, but anyways, we're just going to keep it moving. Let's talk about the market movers. Now, if you're unfamiliar with our show, hopefully you're a repeat listener, but if you're not, welcome. Market movers, um, we have a tracker that tracks target share percentage. So you're not just looking like, hey, what's the average target share of this player? Or what did this target sh- what did this player get in the target share this week? What you're actually looking at is the trends. Um, where are they moving? Up, down, etc. So let's start with the moving up. Christian Kirk, wide receiver for the Jags, continues to be Trevor Lawrence's favorite target. His target share has gone from 23%, 23%, 25% to 31% in the last four games. So consistently over 20%. He's a valuable fantasy asset and somebody that you should be targeting in trades. Uh, Another person whose target share has gone up, Gerald Everett for the Chargers, tight end. Um, You know, with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen both battling injuries, Everett has kind of been a guy that has benefited from that. And he's gone up from 13 to 18 to 19 the last three weeks. Another one, and this is interesting because Kansas City's got so many, so many weapons, but Miko Hardman slightly trending up the last three weeks. Um, He's been really hit and miss. I know Miranda drafted him in several leagues. Um, So, again, something she's going to be bummed she didn't get to talk about here. But, uh, yeah, he's gone from 11 to 12 to 15. Now, Kadarius Toney was traded to the Chiefs before the trade deadline, so that wasn't one we talked about. However, that'll be interesting to see if that affects me, Cole Hardman. Najee Harris, running back for the Steelers, they were on a bye this week. But before that, his involvement in the passing game was trending up. And it should be more so now that Chase Claypool was traded away. So more targets to go around, but he went from 8 to 10 to 15 the last three it's been very confusing why they haven't utilized him more in the passing game. Now let's talk about the guys moving down, um, trending down. Adam Thielen, Vikings wide receiver. He's dropped the last three games, and with TJ Hawkinson being in town, I think that's going to continue to happen. But he's gone from 29% to 23% to 18%. So becoming one of those main focus guys that you want to be part of to trending down, definitely somebody that I would think about maybe trading away. Chris Godwin for the Bucks. I don't know if I'd think about trading him away, but he is trending down. He still has a good target share, but I would keep an eye on this as more of these Bucks receivers like Julio Jones, Russell Gage continue to get healthy. Godwin has gone from 32 to 27 to 26 to 18. And then uh, Dante Pettis with the Bears, you know, with Harry and Claypool now in town. I expect Pettis will continue to lose targets, but this last Sunday he dropped a lot. His last three, so just for an example, he was at 27% and then 22%. Um, So that was his last two before this past week. This past week, 4%. I think you're going to kind of see more of that 10 and lower because there's just there's too many mouths to feed now. That sounds weird, but there's a lot of mouths to feed there. So um, another one, DeAndre Hopkins of the Cardinals. This one, this will be interesting to watch. Now, when he came back from his suspension, he had 48% of the target share. We knew that wouldn't last, right? So then he had 30% of the target share, but then he slipped to 15 last week and a little drama, a sideline argument with Kyler Murray. Cardinals are training down. Hopkins might be right along with them. And then finally, KJ Osborne for the wide for the Vikings, another Vikings wide receiver, and another player that is hurt by the Hawkins trade. He's already downtrending from 18 to 16 to 5 last week. 
that's going to continue with the Hawkinson trade. Now, K.J. Osborne has been a boomer bust player anyways, but that's just something to keep in mind. All right, I'm going to take another drink of my old-fashioned here when we get to uh, the waiver wires. I mean, the part you're you're here for. I mean, hopefully you're here for it all, right? But um, we're definitely going to... I'm going to talk about the waiver wires here. I've got three recommendations of mine. I've got two recommendations of Miranda's, and she gave me all her notes so that she can just rest um, and while we wait for her to come back for the whiskey. So let me take a quick pause for station identification, but actually quick pause for drink of old fashioned. All right, whistle's been wet. I'm good to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> Miranda said to deliver these kind of how she would. I don't know what that means, but I will do my best. The first on my list, bit of a homer pick here, but you need some help at tight end. Here's a guy that showed up big at tight end. Cole Komet for the Chicago Bears, rostered in 22% of leagues. I would consider spending 5 to 10% of fab, depending how desperate you are. If you're really desperate at tight end, if you drafted Kyle Pitts and you still haven't been able to find a replacement in a deeper league, then maybe Cole Komet's your guy. He had a career gain this last week, five catches on six targets, 41 yards, and two touchdowns. I don't know if it's the fact that Chase Claypool, his former Notre Dame teammate, is in town or if the offense just keeps advancing and evolving because they've figured out how to use him, it looked like. They even used him in the running game where he had two carries for nine yards, so that was very interesting. You don't see a lot of tight ends running the ball. This guy was a very talented tight end for Notre Dame. Um, He's just not lived up to his potential yet for the Bears. I'm thinking that that's going to change moving forward. Look. Make all the jokes you want about the Bears. I know they've only won three games. I get it. But this team is trending up. Their offense is trending up. They just put up 32 points. This is a team that can move the ball, surprisingly, right? And it starts with Justin Fields, but he's got some weapons now that are stepping up. And Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, Chase Claypool. Um, So definitely going to be interesting moving forward. All right, Miranda's was Jeff Wilson, running back for the Miami Dolphins. You heard us talk about him earlier when Miranda was here in the trade talks. New to the Miami Dolphins, he's rostered in 48% of the league, so a little under half. Um, She recommended spending 15% fab. Um, Again, I'm kind of giggling with myself because she said deliver it kind of how she would. So (laughs) Um, I like Jeff Wilson, and (laughs) I'm just kidding. She's going to kill me. Um, So look, he gets traded to Miami from the 49ers, and she said that this guy used to be in the same backfield as Raheem Mostert for the 49ers. Now he's back with them and doing what he did then, vulturing carries and yards. That's true. Jeff Wilson had um, nine carries for 59 or 51 yards, excuse me, as we said before, but he also had three catches for 21 yards and a receiving touchdown. So if he keeps running more efficient than Mostert, he could actually take this backfield. Um, another thing to keep in mind, Miranda said, was keep in mind that Mostert is oft injured. You know, knock on wood, knock, knock, knock. It has not happened this year. I don't want to be the one that jinx him, jinxes, jinxes him. I don't want to be the one that jinxes him, but he has been injured a lot. Um, the next one on my list, Chris Moore, Houston Texans wide receiver. Bear with me on this one. I know. Nobody wants a Houston Texans player that's not named Damian Pierce. I get that. But just listen to me. So he's rostered in 3% of leagues, and I suggest using just 3% of your fab. Don't go crazy. Do 1%. Actually, wait. If you if you don't necessarily need him, but you want to take a flyer, 
Uh, something you could do is not pick them up with fab. And then if you have a league that it's free after fab, um, waiver wires or have run through, cause I'm in both, I'm in one where you spend your fab, but then after waivers are done, you get everybody for free at that point until the next waiver round. And I have another where it's always, you always have to put a waiver in anyways, Brandon cooks is missing time because he, he did. I didn't get traded. I didn't get traded and I'm unhappy. Boo hoo. You get paid how many millions of dollars to play a game? Come on, get on the field and suit up and get on there for your teammates and play football. But you know what? He he didn't. He threw a fit about it, and then he missed due to quote-unquote personal reasons, and I think it's personally because he's a whiny-ass bitch. But anyways, neither here nor there. Before I get too fired up on that, if Brandon Cooks keeps missing time due to disagreements with the team and Nico Collins is injured... Moore's got some value here. Now, he had four catches on five targets for 43 yards and a touchdown. I know you don't really want part of this Texans offense, but look, some of us are in 12-person, 14-person. I almost said 12-man, but in that 12-man league I'm in, Miranda's in it, and she would take offense to that. So 12-person, 14-person, 16-person leagues, and you need help, you know, in a deep league. Moore might continue to have value after having double-digit games in two of his last three. So definitely something to keep an eye on. And if you really need some help, you're desperate, he might be worth throwing into your flex. Miranda's next as she was on a uh, – oh, sorry, not a tight end. A running back, um, I guess uh, – shoot, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. She was uh, on the running backs because she had a running back for her first one. Second one, running back were Chad White for the Bucks. 49% rostered. She says just 3% fab unless you're in a dynasty, maybe 5 to 10. But Rashad White rushed eight times for 27 yards and caught three of three passes for seven yards. Look, those numbers aren't huge at all. She says they're not huge. She knows that. However, he did outrun Leonard Fournette, who only had 19 yards on nine carries. This Bucks offense has been a mess all season, but perhaps White will start to take over. He's been slowly getting more involved now. He may not completely take over the backfield this year, but Miranda thinks he will next year. He will be the guy next year, so he's good if you need depth this year, but definitely should be picked up in Dynasty Leagues for the future um, if you want to contract him in auction leagues, if you have contracts, or just in a regular league if you want to have him as a keeper. All right, my last one is Noah Fant for the Seahawks. Tight end, rostered in only 17% of leagues. Um, as you probably know, Fant was traded to the Seahawks in the 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 big Russell Wilson trade. The um, We're trading away Russell Wilson, who's going to get a big new contract from Denver. We're going to get a bunch of first-round picks for it. And we're going to get a defensive playmaker. We're going to get a tight end who's a young but good tight end. And we're going to start Geno Smith and have a much better season than the Broncos. <laughs> it's just, it's a crazy trade. But us Iowa fans have been waiting for Noah Fant breakout game after he had been traded to the uh, the Seattle Seahawks. And here it was. Fant led the team in receiving, finishing with five catches on six targets for 96 yards. That is saying something when you're on a team with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Seattle's a surprisingly good team. And they're surprisingly good offense this year. And Fant is on the field often because, guess what? He played for the U of I, so Iowa Hawkeye tight ends can do what well? Say it with me now, block. They can run block well because that's what Iowa does. 
So he's on the field a lot because they run the ball a lot. And if they can continue to involve him like this game, he's going to be one of the better tight ends over the rest of the fantasy season because they have to account for uh, Kenneth. I almost said Gainwell. They do not have to count. Nobody has to really account for Kenneth Gainwell. They have to account for Kenneth Walker and that run game because he runs the ball very well. You have to account for DK Metcalf because that dude is a beast. He's a physical freak. They have to account for Tyler Lockett, who is a talented wide receiver um, that is really underrated, in my opinion. He does not; He's not gotten talked about his whole career enough, and he's been a decent tight end. Or, f- sorry, wide receiver. Blah. Um, so they have to account for those three players. And then on top of that, they got to account for Noah Fan because he's a talented tight end. We saw that in Denver. We've seen it in Iowa. He can run block. He can catch. He does a very good job. They have to account for everything um and that the the defenses can't do that defenses don't have enough playmakers normally to account for two good wide receivers a good running back and a good running game in in fact and a tight end so yeah they they gotta they gotta account for it all yeah so that's what i got for waivers for you miranda had she you know she's not feeling well at all but she had two of them. She, she, you know, she got two of them for us, which we appreciate. Um, and I gave my three. Hopefully, this has been all right. Being a, a solo for most of the pod now, I, I know that we all enjoy. I enjoy it as well. The back and forth that Miranda and I have. So um, we just hope that she gets to feeling better. She'll be back next week, I'm sure. Good as new. And um, I'll I'll make her talk more than me to to make up for it even. <laughs> but uh, that's all I had. Um, so we went over our injury report, right? We and we gave some suggestions of who that could. Uh, well, I guess first Miranda and I talked about trades. First we talked about trades. We went over the injury report and gave um, some little bonus waivers of hey, this might help these people. We went over our Sir Throws a Lot, maybe got arm. <laughs> Miranda always says Sir Throws a Lot, makes her think of Sir Mix a Lot. Um, so, yeah, that that's why I threw that in there. I'm not crazy, I promise. Um, and we went over our studs and duds, our market movers, and our waiver wires. Now, what you guys have been waiting for, or maybe fast-forwarded for, um, I'm going to bring Miranda back in. And, Miranda, are you ready to talk about some whiskey? Yes, I am. I'm really thinking I should have just made a hot toddy. The more I think about it, like if we had a lemon, it probably would have done me some good here. <laughs> There's still time. There's still time. We Are can you make going you to the store for me? <laughs> oh, if we had a lemon. I um, No, lemonade will continue. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> just, you, that I, wasn't a clear answer. Oh, if we had, well, no. <laughs> just have some whiskey and honey. That'll be good enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think by the time... We're done with our podcast and all the coughs you're going to have to edit out of this. <laughs> you will have wished you went to the store and got a lemon for me. You'll be asleep by the time I edit out all the coughs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Wait. Okay. What are we? What am I drinking today? What are you drinking? Like I said earlier, you are drinking Burning Chair Bourbon Whiskey and it's made by Savage and Cook Distillery. The creator of Burning Chair is Dave Finney. So... For those of you who might also be wine drinkers out there, and specifically my mother-in-law, Kathy, he was the creator of her favorite wine, Prisoner. I know her. You know? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> he 
ended up selling the rights and recipe to Prisoner Wine and opened his own distillery. And Burning Chair is the four-year-old bourbon that he distilled. The distillery is located in Mare Island. Which is a peninsula in California. So figure that one out. Mare Island is a peninsula. Anyways, go yes. on. Anyways, <laughs> Burning Chair, it's, it's a blended bourbon whiskey. Each barrel is hand-selected by Dave. And the youngest bourbon selected is four years old. Then he procures tiny lots from Kentucky, Indiana, and Tennessee, each barrel being unique. Burning Chair is aged a minimum of four years in new charred American oak barrels. And then, being the wine guy that Dave is... What does he do? He finishes it in wine barrels from his Napa Valley Cabernet projects. Because apparently he did not sell all his wine stuff or his wine knowledge. No, he did not. <laughs> <laughs> um, the mature bourbon, I thought this was interesting, is, t- I don't even know if I'm saying this word right, titrated, um, to 88 proof with pure pristine water from his high elevation property in Alexander Valley in Northern California. So I thought that was interesting. They use water from his property and it consists of 75% corn, 21% rye and 4% malted barley. The alternative to titrated is titrated. So I think it's titrated. (laughs) I prefer titrated. Um, It's titrated 88 proof. (laughs) So I mean, there's no other way you can say it's titrated. Titrated. (laughs) Titrated. titrated anyways um that is the their bourbon just burning chair bourbon now i'm drinking something different from that and different from what's available on their website actually i'm drinking a barrel select which was a distiller's choice single barrel exclusively picked from our new favorite store sorry costco wall to wall (laughs) wine and spirits hey okay short like costco thing here um we bought a what was that? 1.75 milliliter bottle yeah. of Jameson. Yep, the big boy from Jameson. wall to wall. It was forty dollars, forty, and we were just going to get a normal bottle, but it, I mean, it was way more. Are you okay over there? I'm good. Yep, keep going. You're burning. <laughs> I am. It just made a lot more sense to buy the really big bottle of it, and I was at Costco afterwards, not on the same day. And it is actually a $50 bottle at Costco. Normally, Costco is like the way to go when you're buying bourbon and whiskey. But I have seen prices at wall-to-wall be so much better. So those of you in the Des Moines area or in the Midwest, because wall-to-wall is actually owned by Hy-Vee. It's separate from Hy-Vee, but it is owned by our Hy-Vee chain grocery stores. So anyway... It is in other places other than just Des Moines. Those West Coasters are going, what in the hell is a high V? (laughs) There's a helpful smile in every aisle. (laughs) Absolutely. Now they're even more confused. (laughs) Um, Okay. Anyway, sorry. I interrupted you. Continue. Yes. um, Well, so did you see what the proof of this thing is? Um, yeah, it's 126.4 proof, which is Ooh. why you're burning over there. Why I'm glad I'm not burning. <laughs> yeah, this would kill all um, of your germs. I'm certain <laughs> this is literally, I mean, you could light this on fire. 126 proof, anything over a hundred proof you can light on fire, I believe. So, um, test to come. I will get back to you all on that. <laughs> if it lights on fire, but uh, liquid flammable. Mm-hmm. While Justin's been drinking over there. 
I'm going to go over the profile. Um, there actually isn't a profile for the barrel select. Um, so we're going to create our own as we go. But if you had purchased the regular burning chair. Just real quick. Yes. Um, so I assume since the mature bourbon is tit rated, titrated to 88 <laughs> proof with the water, this is not since it's 126 proof. So this doesn't have the titrated water thing to it. Because this is directly from the barrel. Mm -hmm. Anyways, okay. go on. So the regular burning chair, um, on the nose, you'd get brown sugar, caramel, butterscotch, and toasty oak. Justin, this barrel select, what are you getting on the nose? Um, I get brown sugar. I don't get any of the others, but I do get... It's funny because this, this does not taste sweet, but um, it smells sweet, like a brown sugar sweetness. It is not a sweet bourbon. No. <laughs> no, the, this one isn't. No. We actually tried this one at Wall to Wall Wine and Spirits when we bought it. And because they have a bourbon counter. So again, those of you in the area, go there. You can t sample all different bourbons um, and whiskey. Um. You okay? Yeah. You're making faces on this one. We really liked this when we tried it, and then we tried it at home afterwards, and we're like, whoa. I still really like it. Mm -hmm. um, it's got to be something about their bottle had been opened more. You know, it, whiskey does change. It's like, it is similar to wine mm -hmm. that it does change as it gets more air. Yeah, it does. This is true. Yeah. So what's the, uh, the bourbon palette, their normal bourbon palette? On the palette, you'll have a smooth, and it will be smooth and lush. With loads of vanilla bean and baking spices, maple and baked apples, <coughs> with a long finish. Yeah, so this one has a very long finish. <laughs> um, Get the barrel select; it's extra long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what she said. Um, I don't. I get spices for sure. This is a. Um, I mean, it is one twenty-six proof. So, what do you expect? But this is a <laughs> little rough. Um, <laughs> so I did something different. Before I had just taken a drink, just put it in my mouth, swallow, blah, blah, blah. That's what she said. Um, and it was like, oh, burned all the way down. This time I took a drink and I just let it sit there to try to pick out the stuff. And it's really interesting because I can still almost feel like just a little tingle on my tongue. But it didn't burn going down after I let it sit. It's like my body was like, okay, I'm used to it now. Give it to me. <laughs> um, yeah, the flavor is very hard to pick out because it is very complex, but it's also, it's it's heavy. Um, I feel like, you know, we're used to drinking bourbons that are in the 80 to 90 proof range. 90, I guess. 90, mm -hmm. 92 is normally what we're drinking. And this is like the equivalent of if you have drank like cor a lot of Coors Light and then you go to a craft distillery and you get their barrel aged 15.6% <laughs> beer. So if you're drinking water and then you start <laughs> drinking. Right, exactly. And you drink a, a, a real beer um, and you like, you're like, oh man, this is heavy. That's kind of how this feels. Like as you're getting used to it, it's like, whew, this is heavy. However, in the old fashioned, it holds its own so well that it it's has very good. To. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> just, it's just so strong that it's very good in the old mm -hmm. fashioned. I like it in the old fashioned. I think it would be even better in a smoked old fashioned, just because it is. There is a I have a smoky taste on the finish. A, mm -hmm. There's a smokiness to my palate now. So it is 
It's a burning chair, Justin. Yeah, there you go. There's got to be smoke with it. There you go. <laughs> so, um, like Miranda said, the name of the distillery, Savage and Cook, they produce multiple whiskey products. So, let's. Just, I'm just going to run through them real quick. They have a Guerrero 17-year bourbon whiskey, a Guerrero 14-year American whiskey, a Little Guerrero, which is a 7-year bourbon, a Guerrero 6-year rye. They also have a Homeschool Blood Orange Manhattan, which is like a premix thing, which looked really good. A Homeschool Negroni, which I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. A Burning Chair Bourbon. Second Glance American Whiskey, which has a similar photo to Burning Chair. And Lip Service Rye Whiskey, which has a similar photo. It actually has somebody pulling their lip down. It's kind of interesting. And then they have <laughs> Bad Sweater Whiskey, which is their normal Burning Chair Bourbon. Not the Barrel Select, the normal one. But blended with holiday spices. Bad and it, sweater. <laughs> and it comes with a um, a little sweater on the bottle. There's like a little whiskey bottle sweater on it. <laughs> um, which is pretty cool. The The Burning Chair Second Glance Lip Service, when you look at them and look at the label, if you're familiar with the Prisoner Wine label, it, rem- it makes sense. Yes, it does. You're it like, reminds me of it. The guy at the uh, wall-to-wall was telling us about it. He's like, hey, do you know Prisoner <laughs> Wine? He's like, yeah. He's like, well, the creator of that... Now has this, and he told us the whole story, and when I looked at it, I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense, because it looks like it. Also, something I really, really like about the bottle, it's got a glass um, stopper rather than like a cork, like mm-hmm. most of your bourbons, and, and that's just kind of unique. It's neat. Yeah, So it is. Um, but yeah, that's Burning Chair Whiskey um, and all our Week 10 information. Um, you can find me on Twitter at jmarkfootball. You can find Miranda on Twitter at jmarkswifey. Send us questions. We're going to open the mailroom back up next week. Yes, it is coming back. Yes, yeah, so send we, us your questions. We did a little something different on our Halloween episode, and tonight I'm just... Miranda's to, ready to hit <laughs> Yes, <bed. laughs> I am going to bed. <laughs> yeah, so um, we will pick the mailroom back up next week. So please send us questions. It can be waiver wire questions. It can be start sick questions. It can be trade questions. It can be bourbon questions. We'll answer those as well. Um, but yeah, we, we like answering questions and talking with you. Um, also, so I'm starting a new thing. Um, if you are not familiar, I also co-host the NFL Gambling Podcast. Miranda, you don't host that one with me, which is no. fine. Um, but I, I co-host that with Ryan McIntyre, Moneyline Mac. We do that live every Wednesday at 2.30 Central. So 3.30 Eastern, that's 12.30 um whatever you early people are west coasters pacific time pacific? that's it that's the one i was searching for <laughs> so take wait your, a second you do it what 2 30 central so 12 30 okay. pacific i thought you said 2 30 eastern no sorry 3:30 i eastern. just need to listen <laughs> 3 30 eastern 2 30 central like, you don't do it at 2 30 nope i take my lunch break <laughs> at 2 30 and do and we do it live it's on youtube so follow me on twitter or follow the nfl gambling podcast and anyways my new thing Every whiskey that we have Mondays will be behind me on the NFL Gambling Podcast since we're live. So you'll get to see the bottle and see what the label looks like because, you know, a lot of times we do kind of talk about the bottle and its uniqueness. Not every time, but most of our whiskeys or bourbons have that. So, Miranda, do you have anything to add or are you just ready to get some Z's? I am ready to get some Z's. (laughs) Yes. Well, um, mild fashion is almost gone. Going once. Going twice. Sold. Old Fashioned Football.